money. Let's talk money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Obviously, this is all about money. Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. (laughs) With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money. With Dave and Reb. From more than enough, real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Well, you've got a lot of books sitting here I do. on the table. So, I do. Um, get ready. If you're just <laughs> joining us, you know, strap yourself and hang on. <laughs> this is a show where Dave and Reb talk about the hard issues around money, and there's like three books on the table. There's if you a, can a see, Bible this, on the table. This there's is like really how my desk pages. is. Because, yeah. well, I brought one book in particular because I had a little announcement to make. But mm-hmm. do your spiel. So, excellent. So, welcome to the show. Uh, again, if you are joining us for the first time, welcome to the show. We so love having you. Um, we hit a, a bit of a milestone, and I don't know that we celebrated that with our 25,000 downloads. I know that it was on social media quite a while ago. We're but past that. That's man. all on you. So, thank you you for for joining us thank you for downloading thank you for finding us and and sharing us and if uh, again if you're listening on a podcast feel feel to, to share but if you're on youtube then like it subscribe all of those good things just help us spread the message of hope and freedom and on that note, today's show is sponsored by More Than Enough Financial, and mm-hmm. guess what? That's the the company that Rev and I own, and so we kind of sponsor our own yeah, podcast. We but, do yeah. in this case. It's a we're a coaching company that brings hope and freedom. If you don't know what financial coaching is, we have talked about it on the show. And this last month or two, mm-hmm. we've had a few guests who tell their story. So mm-hmm. please go back and listen to Alex. To Alex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to Marta and Andrew, to Caleb and Emily and to Karen. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they have some great stories that might inspire you to reach out for help, whether it's with us or just accountability in your own communities. That would be great. And and that's really what drives you and I, Reb, yeah, in, in to start more than enough and for more than enough to actually you know, be doing what we do is, is to, to really say the message. There is hope there. I, I mean, there is, uh, there's lots of moving pieces. The, the world is, you know, a crazy place to live, but we can navigate it. And there are tools and there are things that, uh, that we have it more than enough, uh, specifically that, that you can implement to, 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 allow your finances to not be, uh, in a sense, telling you where, we often say that, you know, don't let your money tell you where to go, but you get to tell your money where it's going to go. And today we're going to talk a little bit about that. I think that's a great segue into actually Mm -hmm. this broad conversation we're having today. I actually said, so what's the point of what we're saying today? (laughs) Um, But there's going to be a few nuggets that Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about current numbers um, that we've seen this spring. Um, we're going to try and bring some context to it and we're going to try and put it in the context of what the Lord challenges us in Mm -hmm. uh, regarding our finances, but what he wants to bless us in. So, um, before we go there completely, I do want to say, you know, a year and a half ago, I published a book. Lots of you know that if you listen, it's cultivating trust. Um, we, if you can, if you're on YouTube, you can see it you know what I'm holding up. I'm holding a hardcover copy of the book, which um, my publisher who has helped us really self-publish this, Yaris Publishing and Dalen, couldn't do it without him. Um, it's It's been a bit of a journey to get this book 
it got stuck at the border at one point mm-hmm. because of the printer. I, you know, lots of things. You know, it just took a while. We have it now. We have copies. So if you like a hardcover copy, please go to um, morethanenoughbooks.com and uh, try and get one there. Uh, because you can purchase one. So I and my daughter said she was not going to buy a copy of my book until she had a hardcover option. So now my daughter Mercedes, you can get this. So I just thought I'd plug, you know, myself a little bit. But actually plugging the message is also really good, because Mm -hmm. this is the point of it that we want to encourage you in hope and freedom to trust God with your money. Okay, so there we go said that next okay the show today i had this profound revelation this week um we were praying with our uh, some of our prayer team and my girlfriend who prays with us says you know we were reading scripture and we were thinking about the return of jesus and i'm like oh I actually just read verses in Luke 12 about this, which I've been more in Luke 12. I had the season of Matthew 6. Now I'm in Luke 12. I'm Be- still in Matthew 6. Okay, yes, but 20 it's... 20 years or so. Yeah, okay, yes. It's the same, it's similar. It's the same yes. message, but yes. just a different way. Anyway, I have to find all my notes in my Bible and stuff. But it was really neat because Jesus says, uh, talks about the faithful servant And what does a faithful servant look like? What does a good steward look like? And it was some of these verses that I'm going to read from Matthew, uh, Luke 12, verse 35. Be dressed and ready for service and keep your lamps burning. Like servants waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. Okay, we'll keep going, but I'm going to come back. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he'll dress himself to serve, will have them recline at table, and will come and wait on them. It will be good for these servants whose master finds them ready, even if he comes in the middle of the night or toward daybreak. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at a an hour when you do not expect him. And um, I don't know if it's in, in the New King James Version, but it actually says on the second watch and the third watch, it talks about them watching, you know, at different at different times and they keep waiting expectantly. He goes on to say, um, because Peter asks, Lord, are you telling this parable for us? or to everyone. Is this just for the disciples or is this for every Israelite? And the Lord says, who then is the faithful and wise manager whom the master puts in charge of his servants to give them food, their allowance at their proper time. It will be good for that servant whom the master finds doing so when he returns. Truly, I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. Anyways, but then he goes and says, but the servant who is is taking uh who says oh my master's taking so long to come does what he wants beats the other servants gets Mm -hmm. eats and gets drunk the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect and in an hour and he is not aware and this is the hard line he will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with unbelievers this is really a hard word Mm -hmm. from jesus so on that happy note, um, but what got me? Can I just tell you this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm reading all this, and I'm like, you're waiting. 
what got me was we always talk about stewards. What's a faithful steward? Oh, well, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're doing what they've been called to do when Jesus comes. But I back it up to the first verse, be dressed and ready for service and keep your lamps burning. Mm. Like servants waiting for their master to come back from the wedding banquet so that when he knocks, he comes right in. You open the door. And I'm like, a faithful steward is one who's watching and ready and waiting for the return of Jesus. He's waiting and watching. He's anticipating him coming again. And I'm like, I don't know if we've ever told people that you want to be a good steward. Look, keep looking for him coming. Watch, wait, pray, be ready to open the door. Do what he's called you to do. And what has he called us to do? We've said it all during the pandemic. He's given us the things to do. You know, financially, it's like run from debt. You know, pay it down as fast as you can. Like when Proverbs says, from like the gazelle, from the hand of the hunter, run as fast as you can from debt. You know, there's all kinds, that's one example. There's all kinds of things we can do financially. But I'm like, Dave, we're supposed to be watching and waiting with anticipation for the return of Jesus. That's what a good steward is. Yeah, and we, we've had some of this conversation before, but what struck me again as we, you read Luke 12, but as we read it, you know, as I read it in prep for today, you know, the faithful steward, and this is going to sound really normal, you know, <laughs> the, the faithful steward's focus, the role of the steward is actually to make sure that when the owner comes back, everything is in order. That there is, he's been investing and growing. So what is the faithful steward's focus? It's the kingdom of the owner. That's his focus. As opposed to the end of that story, his own kingdom. And what is our greatest challenge here in 2023, July, is... I like my stuff. I want to build my own kingdom. I want to have my own comfort. I want to have my own security. And and what does Jesus say over and over and over again about stewardship? Your focus needs to be on the kingdom of God. It needs to be on building and being prepared. Think about that scene in Luke. When Jesus is talking about that, he's saying, you know, when the master returns, you can open up the door and everything's going to be in order. The party's going to be prepared. The banquet is going to be prepared. I mean, that's the picture I had in my mind. Right, is because this- he says, I'm going to wait at the table. There, yeah. You know, you're going to dress. I'm going to wait at the table. I'm going to do what I've been doing. But if you think about that in terms of the detail, there's a whole bunch of things that would need to happen to make sure that the house is clean, that it is well-maintained, that the food is where it prepared when it should be. And Jesus is actually pointing out that you don't know when the master's going to return. So that means you need to be diligent in doing this all the time. And it's, again, it sounds so, when, when I say it, it sounds so uh, s- simple or straightforward. Our focus as stewards is to use the resource God's given us for his kingdom, not our own. And so sometimes we make money decisions and we're like, Lord, should I buy this item? And you've heard, uh, if you've been listening to the podcast, you'll hear us often say, make every spending decision a spiritual one. And that's really what we're talking about is, is that when I, I, Lord, you know, the neighbor's got a new boat, I have the money for a new boat, but 
It, so it's not a matter of even going into debt or it's not a matter of leveraging. There, there's none of that. But Lord, I just want to go buy a new boat. The the answer to that question is, is that going to build God's kingdom? And oh, only man. God is going to be able to tell you that. <laughs> radios are going, yeah, radios are going off now. And <laughs> I, I, I totally, yes, that is your journey as a steward. You're mm-hmm. called for time and season and place. Scripture says it. Mm-hmm. And this is why we say it like, uh, like over and over again. But this-, this is why we have to be really careful. And this is why I use that example of the boat because. We have to be careful not to judge when we see a fellow believer, a fellow steward who is, and I said that in quotes for those that are on the podcast, <laughs> you know, on air quotes, that that we start judging them because, well, they just bought a boat. Well, I, I'm going to tell you that, again, as stewards, if we are doing, making every spending decision a spiritual one, you cannot say, well, that was a that wasn't a godly decision. You cannot you cannot make that judgment. And that could be a boat, that could be something else. Again, I believe this is why way back at the beginning, you know, the big ten commandments, what what is one of the overriding? It's it's coveting. It's looking at your neighbor. It's don't do that. That's part of the Ten Commandments. It could have been a whole bunch of other things, but that theme of uh the tension between Loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then as opposed to loving myself and building his kingdom versus building my kingdom. And so I'm, I'm double downing on your, uh, your hard end to, to Luke uh, oh, man. chapter 12. I mean, there's so many thoughts running through my head because in our Unleashed workshops, we talk about coveting and greed and envy mm. and comparing. We do a whole seminar on it. And what we learned about coveting is that it's a thought crime, so to speak. It is the one of the 10 commandments that deals with our thinking because those thoughts lead to murder, stealing, adultery, Mm -hmm. uh, which are the other of the 10 commandments. And we maybe don't take it. Okay. It's like, here's the challenge. And we'll just drop this here about like, we have three C words like comparing, coveting, and then contentment. So, Pay attention to how much you compare yourself to others. Mm-hmm. It, it's phenomenal. Maybe maybe you don't. Great. Send me a message and tell me because I will get you a plaque and then an award. <laughs> because I do or it. Or maybe just some more than enough swag. Uh, well, I, I mean, you can say you don't compare yourself to others, which good for you. But just pay attention to it. Ask, ask the mm-hmm. Lord to help you. How often do you compare you know, your body, your image, your thinking, your time, all of that. I can't believe we're halfway through the show. Anyway, there's so much here. But I mean, what are we saying today? We have read a whole bunch of stats right now, which we're going to interject right here. So we talk about being a steward. We're talking about looking for the return of Christ. That is a huge motivator to have our house in order, to to do things the, the way he talks about. I have books open because I'm reading a Eugene Peterson's um, book, um, A Long Obedience in the Same Direction, which is a beautiful book about the Psalms of Ascent. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he says is that the road um, of God is a blessing for his followers. It's a blessing. And so often, maybe even David and I have done it, we framed our financial journeys as these hard journeys. But when we 
when we walk with the Lord with him and do as he, he commands, he suggests, he teaches and guides us in, it's a blessed road. Mm-hmm. It's when we want our own road that it gets rough. It's, it's the road that we're trying to make happen for ourselves our own kingdom building, maybe, maybe the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. First John 2, 15 to 17. If you love the world, the love of the father's not in you. Those are, these are hard sayings. Mm. These are hard teachings. And we don't talk about them in light of coveting, comparing money, stewardship, but that's really, you know. Well, it does go down to this question. And, and, and again, one uh, kind of a core question is, is what are you stewarding? And then mm-hmm. how are you stewarding that? Right? right. And so, you know, this is where, and, and, you know, it is, it's a, it's a massive challenge here in a first world country where we have so much opportunity. We have so much distraction. We have so much, uh, prosperity here. It's really easy to, to, to go, Oh, um, you know, just to, to not stay focused. I'm going to say it's, it's really easy to enter into that distraction of all of these great things, uh, all of these really good things when, when God clearly, and again, you've just reamed off a whole bunch of spaces where God says, you got to be about stewarding my kingdom. And it's really important. Like this is a, uh, you know, he doesn't mince words uh, when but- he says, I'm going to come back and you're either going to be found as a faithful steward of my kingdom or not. And I think I would rather be on But that. it's even, I remember one Unleashed seminar mm-hmm. months ago, it came out so powerfully to us. And we were like, we have to steward the message of his return. Yes. And in light of these verses, this is huge. So, like, you know, to, to have at- that focused framework, why are we stewarding his kingdom? Because he's coming back. And we've said so many times, you know, if you want to know what's going on in your heart, look in your wallet, look in your calendar. Those are the two right. indicators, the outward indicators of how am I stewarding my time? How am I stewarding my 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 money? And I can, again, I, I often look at my own calendar and go, am I spending the time <laughs> on the things that are actually what I, again, this is me personally, what I feel I'm stewarding for God's kingdom. Am I spending my time doing that? I can right. look at my calendar. And, and, and that's a very easy litmus test for me because it points me right in the face. I look back at the last three weeks and I see the meetings I've had or the, uh, what I've done in the evening and how I've used my time. And I can say, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I'm taking good care of the resources and we can do the same thing with our bank accounts and just look back and history and say, okay, so how much of that is actually advancing, uh, you know, what I am, what part of the kingdom of God that I am stewarding? And that doesn't mean, again, uh, doesn't move you to a place of guilt. This is what I love about money is, is that as we talk about money, we can look back and we can go, oh, I need to make a change. And with money, you can actually make the change relatively quickly in a lot of cases. You can go, oh, Um, But I think it starts with understanding the road is a road of blessing and mm -hmm. following God as a steward and what he says is blessing. And it's not like if we frame it as always so hard, we are not going to do what we need to to get away from some of the stats we're finding right now. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I went and 
we haven't even talked about the things I've discovered, but you know, things are up. The interest rate just went up June 7th. Um, Canadians are using some of their savings, some of which were amassed during the pandemic to fuel the economic activity, which in the first quarter of this year was up and which is, is okay. But we're also, your concern is we haven't really connected our spending and debt. And if we want to tell you one thing, if scripture says, steward the resources I've given you. Don't steward the the debt. Like, I don't want you in debt. God doesn't want us in debt. He, he, we can use it. Now, I, I say that out loud, and maybe that's bad. Maybe I shouldn't say God doesn't want us to, to use debt. He wants us to steward the resources he gives us. Yeah. Not well, we don't have to go too far in, into Scripture to, to get to Deuteronomy, where, where God clearly says, for his people, this is his desire for his people, is that they would be the lenders and not the borrowers, that right. they would be the head and not the tail, that they would be, uh, you know, again, we know that the, the verse and, and very common that, you know, the, the, the borrower is slave to the lender. Jesus came to set us free from slavery, both emotionally, spiritually, and financially. Um, and sometimes we, we don't connect that, but Jesus very clearly throughout his ministry, if you read the Gospels, how many times doesn't he not only talk about money, but then show us how to use it in a different way? And and again, you know, there's just so many scenes where Jesus is so generous. And uh, again, the framework there is, is Jesus doesn't really have anything that he owns himself. He doesn't have a home. He doesn't have a bed. He doesn't have a, a place. And yet he's feeding you know, again, if you read through the Gospels, he, there's feeding of the 4,000, there's feeding of the 5,000, and those are men. So guess what? He has a couple parties where he is actually feeding like 20,000 people in a shot. How does he do that for a guy who doesn't have any resources? So, is that fun? Yes, that is fun. <laughs> but I, you know, I'm thinking about some of the conversations we have. We have conversations about money a lot in our house, but... I was thinking about the articles that I've been reading about this. We're using debt. We're using our savings. When you brought the point out, we actually could save. Canadians can save. Did you know this? It's possible <laughs> because you did it in COVID. Well, what did it take? It took us saying no, but someone had to say no for us. Mm. And right now, are we able to say no to those things that we couldn't do in COVID? Because this is what, well, you know, we couldn't do it for years, so now we're doing it, and we'll use debt and all our savings if that's what it takes. But we did it. But the thing is, someone else said no for us. And the question is, do we have the maturity enough? I'm speaking to myself. Do I have the maturity within me to say, I'm not going to buy that today because I don't have the money for it? it mm -hmm. and i'm not doing this again because the the records show and i'm going to read this quote from um kareen pullman vice president of national affairs at some financial organization i have this i'll put in the show notes she said because businesses small businesses in canada are struggling to pay back their SIBA loans given in covid to help sustain them the SIBA loan, which once served as a pivotal economic lifeline during the ne nearly two years of COVID restrictions, is now a source of immense stress and anxiety for small businesses. And when I read her say that, I thought this is what debt is. It does provide economic lifeline in the short term. But unless you have a plan to pay it back, unless there is plan and intention, just like a mortgage payment, you know, that's usually the one we we plan for. We buy a house, get a mortgage. We have plans to pay down that debt. 
If we don't have that plan, it becomes stressful and anxiety inducing for us, just like it is now for small businesses. And, and it, it, I guess is good in the short term because it did keep businesses alive, but now there's stress involved and it's anxiety. And maybe some of our listeners are thinking about that and they're thinking, how can we even think about stewardship? But it is possible. Someone said no to us. We couldn't go and do all the things we were used to. And now we're faced with all the freedom in air quotes, because <laughs> we have access to credit. We have the savings we saved. But are we supposed to be living the way we're choosing and going into debt for it? This is, and is that stewardship? Is that stewarding the kingdom? I'm asking these questions because Dave, you, you know, we ask them of ourselves all the time. We're not perfect in any of this either. We don't pretend to be, but yet the Lord shows us these things and we're sharing them with all of you today yeah. because... Well, I was just going to say, and it does come back a little bit to focus, right? And I and I think even those verses you read from from Luke speak very succinctly on, you know, uh, you talk about uh, standing on the tower and 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 watching out and looking and and being prepared. That's that's focus, right? That's mm-hmm. and then uh, again, designing your financial life around that thing that's really important to you and and again one of the things that that we we have uh have to navigate in this world in this you know first world we've got so many resources is 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 this short-term um pleasure if i'm gonna say or short-term uh without really looking at the longer-term consequences without really looking at the longer term how is this going to play out and and again i think jesus addresses that in the luke 12 and i think we we see that worked out practically in this season in in the pandemic there you know there was some short-term uh um benefit even with the the SIBA and and for businesses to 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 work that mm-hmm. out but you know the question needed to be asked as you sign that literally one piece of paper that said yeah give me 20,000 give me 30,000 give me uh you know i think it started with 40,000 and then it went another 20 so you know again looking at that and saying i it wasn't very difficult to get the money and and then going, I need to ask myself the question, how am I going to pay this back and how can I do that? And we need to do that in our own lives with credit card, in our own spending yeah. decisions as we're walking through Costco. How am I going to pay this back? Do I even know how much money I have to spend as I walk through the aisles of any store? I like to pick on Costco, but any store to say, do I even know how much I want to spend as I walk through this store without going into debt? Because, and, and going back to your stats, and we are coming to the end of the show, um, but what's what we see happening uh, is a, a little bit of confusion, if I can say that, around the, the, the Bank of Canada, who's saying, man, we're looking at the economy and the economy seems to be sustained and booming but we actually it's it's booming too much if i can say that but that is actually booming based on debt and based on draining savings because when we look at the amount of savings and debt that are actually being accumulated the savings are going down the debt is going up and so we are actually you know we're paying for that in higher interest rates which then compounds well now we don't have enough money so guess what we're going to have to borrow more money and use more savings to buy those groceries and it is an incredibly vicious circle and part of that is is 
can be circumvented, and I will leave this with you as we come to the end of the show, can be just simply say, for the Canadian family to say, I'm going to figure out how I can live on less than I make. Uh, that, that's what I need to do. Let's it, keep that focus simple. And it is, for the Christ follower, a road of blessing. Mm-hmm. And let's put it in that truthful context, because there's a lie out there that says you can't have blessing or what contentment if you don't have all the stuff and possessions and live like a queen on borrowed mm-hmm. money. So, Lord, uh, you know, as we come to the end of the show, uh, as Reb just said, and I just feel like we need to say, we need your help. We need your wisdom. And so, Lord, it says, we listen together, and as we journey together, we look to you, and we focus on the road that you lay out in front of us for your glory, for your kingdom, with your resources. And we say yes and amen. Well, that was crazy. We got to wrap up. Um, I'm going to say join us next week uh, as we talk Talk about money. (laughs) Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.